What's going on, y'all? It's D'Angelo Palladino. Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to make money in crypto. I got my boy, Jared Vien, with me. We're going to rock it right into this clip, into this episode. But first, make sure you hit the like button, man. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Let's rock into the video. Bye. man so enough with the intro you know what i'm saying we're gonna hop right into this thing boy so i wanted to give you guys a rundown on you know how i met jared you know we went to fordham together we played uh played football uh under two separate head coaches um well he had three i had two um but yeah man i wanted to, to have you guys uh you know meet this guy and and learn you know all about him um and and him provide you guys value man so uh, Jared, go ahead and introduce yourself, man, and, and tell them, you know, what, what made you get into this crypto stuff, man? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, like, thank you so much for having me, bro. I really appreciate it. I'm, uh, you know, really just genuinely inspired by what you're doing and, you know, grateful to be here. So, um, but yeah, like you mentioned, my name is Jared Bryant. Um, I studied uh, computer science at Fordham and I was also a, um, obviously a football player at uh, Fordham University as well. And um, really how I got into blockchain technology is actually kind of a, uh, it's funny. It, it actually was uh, one of our teammates. Um, you know him, obviously Jordan Allen. Um, yep. He had honestly old just uh, old Jordan, right? <laughs> he um, he had sent me a couple articles saying, "Hey, you know, I um, you know, I got some insight into this uh, into this tech. Um, you know, I wanted to know what you think about it. I know you're techie. I know you're in in uh, engineering. At the time, I was a software engineer for um, this company, Emphasis. At the time, my first role." And, um, you know, I had um, had a little bit of insight into into crypto. You know, there was a, a boom in uh, 2017. There was, um, you know, kind of a bust following the boom. So, you know, I'd had a, a bit of scope into it, but not too much. And uh, those articles provided a lot of insight, a lot of um, really just like broken down um, into really Lehman's terms, um, the, the, the technology. And uh, from there, I kind of just took a deep dive and um, the rest is history. Yeah, went all in. Yeah, you added me to a Telegram group. And I'll be in there, you know what I'm saying? I'll be in there sometimes, but it's, you know, I ain't at that level to where y'all y'all be talking about in that group. But it's a blessing to, you know, to be able to to see, you know, my, my friends and, you know, the people I used to be close to, uh, you know, giving, you know, value to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, that stuff's important, man. It's definitely important. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so I wanted to, to give give everyone um, the, the opportunity to learn crypto, man, because – you know, there are people out here making good money with this stuff. And, and you know, like if you I heard this, uh, this saying, it's like if you see it in the news, you're too late. You know what I mean? Like like if you if you try start investing, once you see it on TikTok, once you see it on YouTube, you a little too late. You know what I mean? So so it's great to, to have a have, you know, a, a basis of of understanding at least to to get involved in this stuff. So for the people out there that don't really know, um, could you give them a rundown of the difference between like, you know, crypto versus stock market uh, versus like Forex um, and, you know, what the difference is between all of those and what they are? Yeah, absolutely. So I think just to start off, I mean, the stock market is uh, it's 
not as simple as people may get out to seem, but it's really just public trading of um, different companies. So, for example, you have Verizon, you have AT&T, you have Tesla. Um, as a stock market trader, you can go into the market. There's a centralized market that operates between uh, the hours of 9 a.m. and um, 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And uh, you can go in and trade public shares of the company. Um, when you purchase uh, shares of a company, that is technically a security. And um, from there, you are technically a part owner of the company. Um, the difference between the stock market and the crypto market is whereas, uh, you know, in the stock market, you're trading shares in the crypto market, you're exchanging value by means of a currency. Um, the crypto market operates on a 24 seven basis. Um, sometimes you can operate on centralized exchanges and you can also operate on decentralized exchanges. Um, and then in Forex, uh, Forex, I don't have much scope into Forex, to be completely honest with you, but I understand that it has a lot of scope into uh, trading different um, currencies and trading the uh difference in the currencies yeah like like u.s dollar versus like the the yen stuff like that exactly i, I, I ain't gonna lie remember when uh i don't know if you remember it was like 2017 18 when like the forex dudes with the suits yeah. and all that bro. <laughs> hey bro i ain't gonna lie i about fell into the trap me too then it came on there one, one person hit me up on ig like yo you trying to make a thousand dollars today <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm like Sure. They'd be hyping it up too, like, yeah, you, you, you trying to, you trying to retire your mama? You trying? I know your dad is struggling. He, he needs you. He needs you. Come, you know what I'm saying, come, come join this thing, and then, then you show up. I had actually showed up to one, yeah. Um, and literally it was just a bunch of dudes giving out these like you know paper certificates, talking about you know how they made this much money, and then they're like you know just pay the two hundred and seventy five dollars, uh, you know then you'll be able to get onto the team. And I said, 270, you know, y'all ain't tell me that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? What am I paying $275 for? Then I did more research and I found out it's, it was a pyramid scheme. Oh, yep. Whole scheme. Yeah. yeah. So you recruit people, then they, then they recruit people. Ain't nobody even, you're selling the course pretty much. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. So I, I, you know, I have a little bit here and there in the stock market. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of, I have a, a, a banking app called Marcus, uh, like Marcus Goldman Sachs. Yeah. And they, they invest my money for me because, you know, I, I can't, it's hard to keep up with, Fair. you know what I mean? So I literally just, you know, put like $50 every time I get paid $50 in there and then it'll disperse it to a bunch of different, you know, things for me. Um, so I don't have to worry about it, but, but yeah, like, like, do you, do, are you bigger on the stock market or on crypto? Like when you invest your, your money? Um, well, to be honest with you, I did so much research on the crypto more on like just blockchain technology in general that to start off, I just went pretty heavy in crypto. Like every check I was trying to put in a big percentage of my check into just like generally crypto, Bitcoin, ETH, XRP. Um, so, you know, kind of starting with a heavier base and now I'm doing a lot more research into the stock market. Um, you know, I'm building my stock stock market portfolio. I'm trying to, it's hard to like, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, right? So it's hard to like really get eyes on each and every market and know exactly where your money is going. So, and then even when I was like starting off as an investor, I'm trying to put money here. I'm trying to put money there. I'm trying to this, 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 and I'm doing a million things trying to, you know, trying, trying to be a millionaire. Right. right. And um, yeah. one of the things that I had to learn kind of the hard way is like, you know, whatever, um, whatever market that you're trying to invest in, you know, 
stick your money in somewhere and really be knowledgeable about what it is that you're trying to do with that money, right? Have a strategy with that money. Um, and I didn't have a strategy with that money. So, um, you know, again, most of my money is is still in, in the crypto market. Um, and, you know, again, just working on building my stock portfolio as well as my mileage increases. So you say like, so kind of, let's say someone wants to, like, let's say someone goes on TikTok, right? Because you know how, how things are. Someone goes on TikTok and they see, you know, people pushing these coins, right? Pushing these coins. And then they invest into all 20 coins. That's like 20 articles, 20 different things you have to keep up with. You see what I'm saying? And that's what people don't think about. It's like, I would rather, I would rather do one or two, know exactly what's going on, at least at first, know exactly what's going on um, in each and every single one. And then, you know, be able to expand from there. Um, But I think that's kind of where people mess up. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, that's where people mess up. And like, like we were talking about earlier, I was like, you know, I didn't really think about uh, the, the fact that the money that I'm investing, I could lose it. And as and as crazy as that, as you know, what I'm saying, as crazy as that sounds, but it's like people will hype stuff up so much that you don't think you're going to lose. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like, especially in the crypto market, like it's so like there's a lack of regulation, right? That's kind of like the the big theme right now is that there's no regulation in the crypto market right so you can have pump and dumps you can have just like you know i could go on my computer right now and release a smart contract that deploys a blockchain that does x or y or z and i can market it i can say it does x or y or z but in reality not a lot of people are really going to know behind the scenes what exactly is going on and there's no like verifying entity there's no like whether it's a government agency or not or whether or not like there's no trusting agency that says yeah this is valid you can put your money in this safely and securely and know that you know you may not lose it all or you may lose it all like there's no regulation behind the crypto market so that's why it's a very like volatile market um because you know there's it's a new and emerging technology right like there's so much that there's so much more that blockchain does even outside of crypto and there's so many use cases that crypto attacks however um you know, that's not to say that just because it attacks a use case, does it do it successfully? Does it do it securely? Does it do it um, ethically? You know, which that's the difference between the crypto market and the stock market, right? The stock market is regulated. There's um, yeah. there's fundamental factors and there's technical factors that, you know, get that influence, like, you know, market action in the um, in, in that market. So it's um, it, it's tough to say the least. Yeah, yeah dude. Like, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I got into it for a little bit. And once I started to lose money, I, I put $1,200 in there. And once I started to see it, it reached like 625 And then the next day, it was like 780 And I was like, hold up, bro. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, my mind ain't for this right now. Right. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Because it's like, cause it's like you kind of got to have, a, you know, play money in a way that yeah. you, you don't care to lose. And, right. And that's, that's like a big thing that, you know, I, I was, like, was not even thinking about at all. And even though I was in that group chat with y'all, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, I'm that dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the Telegram chat. <laughs> you know, I got a couple of money, a couple of dollars put into the side, into the thing, and right. I start losing. I'm like, man, like this is, this is crazy. You got, you got to be built a certain type of way. Yeah, you got to have so, a tough stomach. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I wanted to ask too, like, you know, you you thrown out the blockchain a couple times. Um, for the people that don't really even know what that means, uh, you know, and their their career just ended, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, you know, trying to get on their feet trying to figure out this crypto stuff too what 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 is blockchain and and i also had a uh i heard came across this term called blockchain ecosystem 
Yeah, I, I would be happy to, to get into it. So uh, there's a lot of ways to describe blockchain, right? But if I could give you like a one sentence, uh, like everything uh, orients blockchain, it's, it's a decentralized distributed ledger system that allows for a secure and immutable transfer of data securely. That's like that's like my one learn, like my one go-to line for blockchain, right? And when I say like that secure and immutable transfer of data, that has to do like that data can be monetary value. That data can be messages. It can be anything of the sort. Like blockchain, like I feel like a lot of people when they um, think about crypto or blockchain, they associate one with the other, which it's very commonly associated with one and the other because they're you know they operate kind of in tandem but you can have blockchain attack use cases outside of crypto because you can have data transferred securely and immutably um when i say a distributed ledger system what that means is like you know when you have a bank and when you think about centralization um you put money in the bank right and you trust the bank to say okay he has this amount of money um he took this amount out um they store and have a really like a centralized ledger for exactly what it is that you're doing with your money, right? So when you have a decentralized ledger, what that means is that you have different peers in a network and that network allows for you to really communicate and foster a um, ledger that is really trusted by all network participants that says, hey, um, you know, this is exactly how much money this person has. You reduce double spend. And there's like, you know, without getting too, too into it, um, that decentralized system, like it's really a system of decentralization, security and transparency is really what blockchain is. So would you say like, um, and I'll, I'll, as you were speaking, I was thinking of, you know, the, the dollar, right? So you have the dollar um, and the dollars, isn't it based off of like gold? right? Like the gold versus like the dollar, isn't that like what gives it its value? Uh, it, at least what it used to, right? Like, so yeah. like when, um, I forget, like, I, I'm not like a history dude, but like with, uh, I think it was Reagan or one of them, like re removed the dollar standard, essentially like the dollar was made for like a bartering system that says, Hey, this is a physical representation of the amount of gold or like a gold representation. Right. Um, the thing that, you know, kind of messed that all up was removing the gold standard. And then furthermore, like with the pandemic and everything, like there, they allowed for banks to not have like, um, I forget like the exact technical term. So like, don't quote me, but it's like, um, there's not a, uh, banks don't have to have like, um, proportionately the amount of money that they store for people in their reserves, which allows for like really a lot of, um, a lot of messed up stuff essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So what's so what what gives crypto its its, its value? Like, because you have you have the you have the 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 market right or the the charts right. So that's what people focus on is like you know is it going up? And you know, I'm gonna see if when it goes down, I'm gonna buy when it's low. What makes it go up? Honestly, it's people's interpretation of the value. It inherently does not have value. Like to to be completely honest with you, like. Bitcoin started off. That's why, like, it, it's so crazy to see, like, there's a stat that says, uh, I forget when Bitcoin was at like a 50 or almost 60K, um, had you invested just a thousand dollars into Bitcoin 10 years back when Bitcoin was under a cent, um, you would have made like half a billion dollars. 
or something like that. And when you have a technology that doesn't inherently have like a set stable value, it's really just like, how can you, or how do us as people determine what value is? And then how do we peg it to an asset, right? So Bitcoin has like the first mover bias. Bitcoin was the first technology that came after the housing crisis where people had a lot of, uh, or a lack of faith in banks. You know, there was a Lehman Brothers, there was uh, just the housing market crash, the market was just in shambles. And Bitcoin was really developed as a technology that was uh, decentralized um, ledger for that. So it attacks that use case of really um, providing value to people without having to rely on a centralized authority. So it, again, yeah, it really just depends on what people think is, is, is it worth? How much am I going to trade this to you for? Yeah. Yeah. And this stuff's important to give people like, you know, the, the background understanding of, you know, the basis of all this stuff, because a lot of times if people don't have like a true understanding before they go into something, you know what I mean? Then either they're going to mess up or they're not even going to take that first step in the first place. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and I'm sure that you, you can vouch for this. Like it's, it's very important for us to diversify our, I guess you could say, investment portfolio, right. um, but not to do it in a way that you're not knowledgeable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like I wouldn't, if I, if I looked at myself today, a year ago, and I see myself putting all that money in there with a smile on my face, you know, you know what I'm saying? I would have been like, bro, like you got to try to get an understanding first. Try to try to learn this stuff first, bro. Like, what are you getting yourself into? Right. So. So, yeah, man, it's, it's this stuff's important. So make sure you guys like the video. You ain't gonna find us nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so so when people say, OK, like, you know, I want to get into crypto. Right. Do they. So I know I know Robin Hood has uh, has, you know, an option for them to do it. I know uh, Cash App has an option for them to do it. Um, what would you say? to someone who wants to use Robinhood or Cash App, um, what would you what would you say to them? Like, you know, is it is it a good option for them to get into? Yeah, no, I think this is a great question because like a lot of people, again, like they'll put their money into something and even myself included, like I, I was putting my money into Robinhood, not understanding the implications of the way that I could invest into this market via this brokerage, right? So like what I had did was I had put a lot of money into Ethereum on Robinhood, right? Um, and Ethereum was going up. I was lit. I was like, yo, like I'm loving like all the decentralized applications and different things that, you know, um, you can do on Ethereum. There's, um, you know, you without getting into like all of that, all that in Ethereum entails, um, I just wanted to take that money and go off of the platform and go utilize it for just different things, different other like other investment uh, ventures. And <clears throat> what I learned the hard way was that I was not able to do that on Robinhood, right? Robinhood essentially operates on an IOU basis and they say, hey, um, you wanna purchase Ethereum, all right, this is what we'll do. We'll purchase it for you and we'll store it in our holdings for you, but this is an IOU. And you don't actually have access to the crypto that you purchase on Robinhood. You just have access to the change or the volatility of the asset that you hold. They'll give you like fractional shares or whatever the case may be, but ultimately you don't own the coin that you're purchasing, right? And um, what I would suggest to somebody is that like, you know, if you're trying to invest into something, like you said, like learn about it, right? Learn about what it is to custody your coin, right? And I'll get into that. What it means to custody your coin is when you have a platform like Cash App 
or when you have a platform like Coinbase or Uphold um, or Binance, for example, these are all um, cryptocurrency exchanges that operate in the United States. What these exchanges allow for you to do is they allow for you to actually purchase with your U.S. dollar uh, cryptocurrency. And then from there, it allows you to take the currency off of the platform and custody it in your own way. So what I mean by custodying your own cryptocurrency in your own way is, for example, if, if you know those who have not heard of like a ledger, for example, or like a hot wallet and a cold wallet, that is the concept of um, really having your cryptocurrency in a stored wallet in a secure way um, without getting too, too into like, you know, self custody and whatnot. Um, yeah. Ultimately, what you want to do as an investor is for the security of your funds, because this market is not regulated, you want to keep it as secure as possible. So if you purchase, you know, a cryptocurrency on an exchange, you want to take that um, that currency off of the exchange and self custody that. Um, so that allows for, you know, better security. You don't know what can happen to an exchange. And then again, exchanges are, you know, in the U.S., they're FDIC insured or uh, I might be wrong on like the actual agency that insures them, but they insure you up to a certain amount. So God forbid you have more than that amount or you are not secured up into that amount or you have not met like the certain account criteria to be secured up into an amount. If yeah. the event they are hacked or whatever the case may be, look into um, there was a big exchange that got hacked in, I believe, 2016, where over three hundred million dollars was stolen from an exchange. And uh, those guys are still fighting. There's still a lawsuit in place to this day that, you know, they're fighting for their um, really their funds back for for those that on an exchange. So these are like, you know, some of the fall shorts that, you know, things and things that can happen to people that, you know, unfortunately are not as well now or not as knowledgeable um, in, in this market and what what it entails. Um, yeah. But yeah. Wow. So it's if it's gone, it's gone. If it's not your fees, it's not your coins. That's yeah. that's a big yeah. term. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there like a um I know there's there's something you can plug into your computer. Is that what the ledger is? Matter of fact, got my ledger right here. Yep. You plug it into your computer and then it'll have all your all your funds right there. So there ain't nothing no one could do. Exactly. Yeah, it's like uh it's a it's a it's a cold wallet basically. It, it, you have wow. a 24 key <laughs> you have a 24 key <laughs> phrase and that phrase is something that you got to lock in you got to write down etc and um essentially you know you got to look into the differences in like different wallets like there's a decent wallet there's a ledger there's a lot of different pieces of technology out there that's amazing but um essentially what that does is that you plug that in you send your funds off into that storage and then that storage holds the keys to your account so that um you know, it allows for you to manage, manipulate, maintain your your currency as securely as possible, at least currently. Do you think if someone has like a smaller, you know, portfolio, let's say they have like, you know, they put fifty dollars in there, but now they got like five hundred. Um, they're not too worried about it. You know, they, they don't think that they need to, you know, get a get a ledger or anything. Do you recommend them getting it regardless? Um. I would uh, like there's different options for different people, you know, like it, it like you said, it depends on like how much money you have in there and relevant to like how much money you'll spend on a ledger or the secure storage of your funds at, with respect to how much funds you have. So there are also like hot wallet alternatives too. like there's Exodus, there's uh, Atomic Wallet, which the difference between a hot wallet and a cold wallet is like a hot wallet. You can have you can operate it off of your phone. 
even Coinbase has a wallet called Coinbase Wallet. Um, I personally don't use it, so I don't have much insight as to how it operates, but it's a wallet where it has either a 12 or 24 word key phrase. And from there, you're able to take your assets off of an exchange and put it into the wallet. And even that's more secure than having it on an exchange, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I think that yeah. that would be a viable option and a free option for those that may not have a lot of money in it, but still want the security in their funds. Yeah. So make sure y'all secure y'all's uh, y'all's funds. I'll give y'all a little sound effect just to reflect exactly what it will do if somebody tries to break into your account. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, y'all. So so boom. So in this in this current market right now, you know, I I, I think about a year ago. Um, Ethereum was what I had seen was the most stable at the time. What would you say like the most stable coin is right now in May going on June 2023? Got you. Um, the most stable coin I'd say is probably a stable coin itself. Like there's a difference between like a cryptocurrency and a stable coin, right? Like I think yeah. no cryptocurrency that's not a stable coin is really stable in my opinion. Like there's like you got Ethereum, when I had got it, was around like $100. $100. It flew up to like three grand. Now it's came back to like a thousand. So, like, that's extreme volatility. Like, you know, when you compare it to like the stock market, like, you don't really have swings like that. Um, yeah. But stable coins are like a USDT, a USDC that are pegged to like an asset that are really used for like really just like transfer of funds like if, if i want to take my money out of a coin and keep it on an exchange or i want to keep it in blockchain but i don't want it to be pegged to an asset or, or in an asset i can have it um really just stored in a usdt or usdc and that's supposed to give really just a representation of a us dollar on a blockchain so. gotcha so what for the people that might not know what what does usdt and usdc stand for Got you. So USDT is a US, US dollar tether and tether is the company behind that. And then USDC is US dollar coin. This is kind of funny, um, right. but they both operate on Ethereum. Um, they've been built up on Ethereum and those are coins that were really created to be, like I said, a, just a stable peg to the US uh, dollar built on Ethereum. Got you. Got you. So you make sure y'all like this video because, you know, my boy Jared is spitting. <laughs> my boy is spitting boy so what so for the people out there at the beginning of the, of the show i said um a bear market bull market all this and that um could you give them a better rundown of what that stuff means um for just for them to have an idea yeah absolutely i think that so uh, a bull market is just think like up just think like yo uh, if i if, if somebody says i'm bullish that means i think it's going up it's green everything is happy, fine, dandy. And a bear market is um, where it's going down. It's like, it's fear. It's uh, not a lot of uh, green. It's a lot of red. And um, I think that like coming out of COVID, like coming out of 2020, there was a lot of green. There was a lot of bullish movement, like, you know, because things hit all time lows, you know, like Bitcoin and, and ETH and whether it's crypto stock market, 
everything crashed at the start of COVID because there was a lot of fear and uncertainty in the world. Like, you know, there was people dying, there was a pandemic and like, it was a very tough time for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, coming out of it, there was a lot of hope, you know, there was talks of a vaccine, there was talks of this, that, the next, um, you know, people were trying to, you know, we were getting people back in work and, you know, things were coming out and it was just a lot of like bullish movement. There were a lot of good things coming out. They were pumping money into the market. They were printing a lot of money. That was a very bullish movement. Right now, um, not that I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily consider it a bear market per se. Uh, there's a lot of consolidation. There's a lot of choppiness in the market. Um, and, you know, that has led to a lot of fear and uncertainty, right? There's a war going on. There's a supply chain crisis. There's inflation. There's repercussions of this bullish movement. So, um, again, are we trending towards a recession? Are we trending towards this downtrend? Um, that's up for debate. And, you know, people can analyze that how they see fit. Um, but, you know, again, though, that's just the difference that I'd say between a bull and a bear market. Bet. Bet. So, had another question for you too and and i'm telling y'all man this dude is a genius when it comes to, when it comes to anything tech crypto boy it don't matter what it is he's the dude for you all his links are down below in the description um got his linkedin his his medium articles i got his his instagram all the stuff's down there below for you guys make sure you like the video and give him a follow as he deserves um but i wanted to uh to ask about crypto mining because i remember uh i was on youtube a while ago uh, about a year ago, and I seen like a, uh, I don't even know what you could say, maybe like a, not a storage unit, but it was, it was a huge building with a bunch of like, looked like modems in it. Yeah. And there was like wires going all through, like what in the world? And they said it was crypto mining. So yeah. could you explain what in the world that is, bro? <laughs> of course, of course. So like crypto mining, like I, I'm, I'm about to go on a tangent here. So just go ahead. A heads up. Um, but crypto mining is like, so it, it, blockchain, it really depends on like the consensus mechanism that's used for blockchain, right? So I'll keep it with Bitcoin to like keep it as, as simple as it can get. Um, but Bitcoin operates on a proof of work algorithm, right? What that means is like blockchain has two pieces, right? There's hashing algorithms and then there's consensus mechanism. And that's what, you know, leads to, you know, the creation of a block in a blockchain, right? So the, the big, the big, John that you was talking about, like there's um so to start right like mining is is a game essentially it's a, it's actually like a pretty funny concept it's really just a game it's um how do you um, compete with the next person to solve the algorithm for the creation of the next block in the chain that's like the the easiest and most most simple way to put it right there are algorithms that processing power and computing power have to use um, in order to solve this algorithm right so that's why there's so many graphics cards that's why there's so many ant miners and like to start like in 2009 2010 2011 there wasn't a lot of computational power that was needed to compute the next block in the chain um, however as more network participants come in that's when like there's a algorithm that has to do with the difficulty of the next hash, right? Um, so without getting like too, too in depth, the more players in the game, the harder it is to solve for the next block, which also, which one has to do with um, the distribution of funds, because every time a new block is found, the founder of that block is rewarded with Bitcoin, 
right? So before, like, if, if you if you ever heard of like the having, um, there's a having of the reward every about four years per se, um, but each time, um, yeah, each time uh, there's a certain like a milestone in block creation, there's a having of the reward, and as the reward has been decreased. Um, it's funny because the price of Bitcoin has only increased, right? So uh, for those of you that don't know, there's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin ever mined. So there's a very limited amount of this coin that is mined, right? Um, which also kind of plays into the value of you know what this coin is or what this cryptocurrency is. But again, um, the reason that this consensus mechanism operates that way is because when you have a consensus mechanism, you have network participants that contribute to the validity of payments that are going on in this network, right? So the more network participants you have, the more decentralized your uh, your platform is, right? Yeah. Um, so the more network participants, the better it is, but also the more difficult it needs to be to solve for the next block in the algorithm. So essentially, it's really just a game of security and immutability and transparency. Long story short. Got you. Long story. Long story short. But yeah, as y'all can see, man, this dude is, is is a genius when it comes to this stuff, y'all. So if y'all don't have a, a pen and paper already, you know what I'm saying? This is this is your reminder. This is your daily reminder to do so. Um so so let's say someone has you know, they they living with their mom and dad, hanging out, chilling, but they've been saving up money, right? They got about, you know, one to five thousand dollars that, you know, they they're like, I can literally start investing into something right um what would you suggest that they that they do with with one to five thousand dollars um let's say we can even go 500 to to five thousand what would you say um if they come to you and said jared like you know what i'm saying i've seen the video man and and i would really appreciate it if you had told me you know where i should go my direction what would you what would you tell them absolutely and you know obviously like this is it's not financial advice. You got to do your own research, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, the, it, it reminds me of myself, right? Like I was the kid that, you know, I came home from school and, you know, I was saving up. I had started my job. Um, I was living with my parents. Like the only expense that I really had, like, you know, thank thank God was my, my car. Um, I was getting to and from work and that was it. So I was sitting on a lot of money and it's crazy how to how Jordan came in and he presented that opportunity to me because I was just sitting on money, like not a crazy amount of money by any means, but I was just sitting on money like, dang, like, where can I put this? Like, I don't want to spend it on something. I don't want to this, that, and the next. Like, I'm, I'm doing what I want and I'm having fun, but like, I, I want to grow my money, right? Um, and honestly, like, you know, there's Bitcoin, right? There's Ethereum, right? There's these two movers that both currently run on proof of work consensus algorithm and um, they've moved a lot, right? Like if you want to, if you have $500, you're not going to get a lot of Bitcoin, right? And I don't say that to say like, it doesn't matter or it does matter how much of a coin that you want to get or whatever. If you believe in something and then you, if you believe in the technology in something, it doesn't matter how much you have to invest into it, because if you believe in it, it'll grow, right? Like, I don't, right. I don't think that Bitcoin won't go to $100,000. I don't think that with a, a smaller amount of money that you won't be able to make money out of it, right? Um, but what I think about in blockchain is like, there's a there was a, a time where like, there was a dot-com bubble, right? You had Yahoo, you had AOL as like the top dogs in, 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 the, in the game at that point, right? Yeah. At Google, right? And like, when you think about those three, 
that were in, right? AOL and Yahoo were probably the first, the two biggest movers that were like moving things. Like everybody had a Yahoo when I was growing up. Like everybody had an AOL when I was growing up. But like, who talks about them now? You know what I mean? And like, who was like really the biggest innovator back then? No, not that nobody really knew, but Google was the one that came through and put the money into their tech and really developed their technology to be what it is today, right? Alphabet is yeah. a crazy company, very, very multi, 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 very lucrative company, right? And I wow. think, <laughs> and I put the same thought process into blockchain and different emerging technologies, right? Because it doesn't always mean because they're the first mover or because they're the uh, you know, big shiny diamond that they're going to be the one that's the end all be all right. Like Bitcoin was built in 2009 as the first one to ever do it, it has the first mover bias is like the, the terminology that I used. But again, Ethereum has an ecosystem that's ridiculous that tons of applications are built on. Right. Um, literally thousands of, of platforms are built on Ethereum. Right. They're also transitioning to proof of state, which has been a long and drawn out process. But again, proof of work is a very energy consuming process. So to transition to proof of stake is, is another great factor for them. Um, so I, I look at things like this and I say, how are they really changing the world, right? Because that's what emerging technologies do. They change the world. Are they changing the world because of the technology or are they changing the world because people say it has value, right? right. And um, I think that Ethereum is one of them. And I think that honestly, like XRP is one of them, right? Uh, because the company behind XRP, Ripple, um, they are they are currently in litigation with the uh, Security and Exchange Committee, right? And um, what they're arguing or what the SEC is arguing against uh, Ripple is that they sold um, an unregistered security. Um, and what the SEC is arguing is that XRP is a security when inherently, based on the technology, it, it can't be. Right. It's not. It's it's physically not a security because it has nothing to do with the company. It is separate from the company. It's a cryptocurrency. It's a platform. It's a payment technology. It's a bridge. It's a, a medium of transfer, you know. Um, yeah. So I think that like I spoke about regulation before, and I think that like with this all coming to an end now or hopefully coming to an end with the lawsuit, the lawsuit was brought about in like December of twenty. December of 20 or, or 21, um, I think that like on the tail end of this lawsuit, we're starting to see the facts come out. We're starting to see that, you know, Ripple is not advertising a unregistered security. Um, so I think that that's, you know, um, it can be considered a speculative play. Right. But um, XRP is currently at about like 50 cents, I believe. And um, it's a technology that I believe, you know, is um, is truly a, a great emerging technology because it has to do with um uh, a medium it's a medium of transfer right um without going to uh, i've already gone into a tangent but the quickest <laughs> way to send, the quickest way to send money um to australia uh internationally is to put it on a plane take the cash out put it on a plane in a briefcase and send it over there that's the quickest way to yeah. get money to australia right with um foreign transaction fees with uh, the time it takes to send you know money like there's Things like Zelle, right? There's things like um, Venmo and Cash App and everything that allow for peer-to-peer -peer transfers of money, right? But once you hit that $5,000 limit, that's it, right? You, right. you got to get approvals. You got to do a wire transfer. You got to do this, this, this. The bank wants to know your social. They want to know why you're sending the money. They want to know what you do, how much you make, what's your credit score, et cetera, right? And not that these things aren't are, are, are bad per se, but it's like 
if I have something that's urgent and I need to send money somewhere, I don't want to be asked all these questions. Like that's like kind of like the privacy aspect of blockchain, right? It's like if money is the number one thing that moves in this world, why is it the hardest to access? Why is it the hardest to, to operate with? Why is it the hardest to get access to, to utilize? And that's just in the States, let alone third party country or third world countries that don't really have access to the internet, don't really have access to central authorities, banks, et cetera, corruption. Like blockchain and, and specifically XRP allows for cross-border transactions and remittances to take place in a secure and easy and quickest settlement in the market function. Like transactions settle it's a messaging and settlement platform, right? They settle, they message and settle in three seconds. There's no other technology that does that, that also doesn't work on a mining basis. So it's like, when I see those things, it makes me very bullish on those, on that technology because it's inherently better than what's out and what's shiny right now. So, right. so you, so you would, you would tell them XRP probably. Yeah. I tell them XRP. And then I'd say also Ethereum. Those are my two, those are my two, my two, uh, my two, my two Don, my two bag drops. Two babies. Yeah. <laughs> my two John, my two John. Yes, sir. Hey, man, but I do, I do appreciate you going on tangents, though, because I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be in my own little world over here. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's good to be able to, to hear, like, you know, a complete different understanding of how things work. You know what I'm saying? You can get caught up in, you know, your own, your own world, bro. And, and to be able to hear, like, someone who's very knowledgeable in this stuff is, is rewarding, you know, not just for, not just for uh, the people watching, but for me as well. Um, Appreciate that. So, so what, what would you say? So you have, you can trade, you can, or you can buy and hold from what I can understand when it Mm -hmm. comes to to crypto. Right. When would, when should someone trade what they have or buy and hold it? Like what, what would be something, what would be a piece of advice for like, for someone asking, um, you know, like, Hey Jared, you know what I'm saying? Like I got this certain amount of money. People are telling me to buy XRP and Ethereum. Um, what would you suggest that I do? Should I, you know, or when is the best time for me to trade or buy and sell essentially? Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think that like, you know, it might, it, it might, uh, not anger some people, but people might get a little antsy, but my advice to people nine times out of 10 is, is to buy and hold, like buy and hold stomach the downs and ride the ride the ups um it's um you know like trading is a very is a very difficult thing right like i'm still learning how to trade uh it's uh, i don't want to say it's a bit easier in the stock market but the stock market is, is a lot less volatile so you can have you can control your risk a lot easier right but again i think that trading is 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 a very difficult thing right there was a lot of people that came out in in 2020 and 2021 that was like yeah i was profitable in this 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 blah 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 and you don't see them around anymore right there's very few people that are still day traders that are still this this and this like before you see on youtube how i make a thousand dollars a day how i make ten thousand dollars a day day trading blah blah, blah this down the next like it, it's one like most people have jobs right most people have a full-time job you might have a family you might still be in school or you might be finishing up school you might be upskilling yourself you might be doing you're, you're going to be doing a lot of other things while you're building your wealth right while you're building your portfolio while you're grinding you on your grind this down the next you don't have the time to dedicate to just sitting and watching the market every day. You don't have the, you simply don't have the time and you don't want to like dedicate, dedicate that much emotion and invest that much emotion into it. Right. You want to be able to take money that you have, set it and forget it and don't care about it. Right. 
unless you're a very well-versed, knowledgeable person on the technology or the asset class or the market that you're going to be really dedicating a lot of time and money into, I would say that steer clear from trading and look to just buy and sell based on the emerging technology. That, that's my genuine advice. Is there like a certain website that they should go like, like that'll have like crypto news, um, you know, for people to keep up with? Yeah, um, there's a lot of places, right? But I, I think one of the main places that I go on is Cointelegraph. Um, they have a Telegram channel um, where, like, honestly, I'm in Telegram pretty heavily, where they just send messages in their Telegram channel, right? And um, they have links to articles. You could subscribe to their email newsletter. And um, they have a very good general consensus of, like, what's going on in the market, new emerging tech, new, new this, new that news so i'd say that's a very good uh starting place for at least um you know somebody that's willing to you know get get uh get a deeper dive take a deeper dive into into this market bet bet so all right so i wanted to um to let's say someone has no idea you know like you know how to do this stuff or how to even get into it so let's let's go into a dream world real quick yeah They say, hey, man, so, you know, I got this, pull out, pull out a stack of cash, right? Got a stack, right? All right. I come to you and they're like, bro, like, I've seen, I seen the podcast, bro. Like, you know, lead me in the right direction. I need to start getting into crypto. From step one to two and three and four, what would you, what would you guide them into doing? Facts. Um, so I, I, I take, I'll tell them to take that stack, right? And I'll tell them. <laughs> Put, put that right put that right back in your pocket big fell <laughs> put that right back in your pocket big fell. um no, seriously i i think that like you know i feel like sometimes people come to me and they're like listen i got this amount of money right like sometimes like sometimes big ballers sometimes people hit me like yo i got 50k cash right now i'm ready to put into something what do i put in right and it's like hold on right like hold on why are you investing this money like understand your why like if you don't have a, a strategy or a plan for what you want to do with that money you'll see it go up or you'll see it go down and get emotional because you don't know what you're trying to do with it you don't have a goal set in place so you don't know how to feel when different things happen with it right and then once you make that money you want to keep that money right so what i tell them to do is one learn about the asset class that they're trying to get into right learn about crypto what is crypto if i if if i ask you what crypto is or what it what it entails or the asset that you're trying to do i want to know the 101 like i want you to be able to give me a 101 on exactly what it is and what it could do before you put any type before you put a dollar into it that's yeah. you know step one step two is once you have a good general understanding for what it is and what it entails and you have a strategy for your money and where you want to be say you only want to make 10 percent. say you want to make 50 percent. say you want to double your money Right. Give yourself a relevant, a valid amount of time to do so. Right. And then once that's there, be able to understand what implications come with that. Right. How is it taxed? How do you pull it out? How liquid is it? Like there's a lot of other questions that come into place when people are operating with X amount of money, Y amount of money or Z amount of money. So, you know, once you have a plan in place, once you've done the research and you are willing to put the money in, find something that really sticks out to you. Find something that you know, there's a lot of information about because there's not a lot of information out there about smaller projects or things that really don't mean anything. But there's a lot of good information online on YouTube, on Twitter, et cetera, about 
all different things that have to do with like probably the top 10 market cap cryptos by market cap. Um, yeah. I'd say like start to engulf yourself in that community, right? Go on Twitter, follow different people, go on YouTube, subscribe to different people, subscribe to different channels, get acquainted with the market and start to kind of get yourself involved with different things that are going on in the market because different things have to do with different, um, like, uh, like different news events have to do with, uh, different fundamentals that are taking place and affecting the market. So, yeah. you know, once, once they, once they have all three of those things in place, then I'd say, all right, put your money where you feel comfortable. So once, so pretty much just like, um, wherever you feel comfortable, Jay, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you XRP, I'm going to tell you Ethereum, but if you don't know much about it, and if something does happen, don't be coming back to me and pointing your finger at me because, look, I told you this ain't financial advice. Exactly. <laughs> you got a DYOR. You got a DYOR. You feel me? <laughs> would you suggest them going on uh, Coinbase? Like, because that's, that's what I used. Yeah, Coinbase is cool. Like, Coinbase is like, um, it, one, XRP is not on a lot of platforms because of the litigation that's going on with the SEC, right? So you can't purchase uh, XRP currently on Coinbase. However, most of my crypto purchases that are not XRP have taken place on Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase is a very, it's been, it's the longest standing platform. They have a lot of good resources. They used to go down a lot, but they've allocated a lot of funds to, and they've also gone public. So they have a lot of money behind them. So they're, they're doing a lot of big things. And that's a place where I, I could say at least my trust is in. So if you're looking to purchase, you know, currencies outside of uh, XRP, I would say definitely Coinbase. If you're looking for, you know, XRP, the only exchange in the U.S. that offers XRP uh, purchasing is Uphold. So Uphold allows for the purchase and trade and exchange of XRP. Um, so that's uh, those are the two that I would highly recommend for, you know, trading. Because I, I had got XRP um, previously, but I forgot the process I had to do. I had to go. I had to do go through a different application, then get atomic wallet. Mm -hmm. Then I had to do something, something with that. And then I had to transfer it into Coinbase because I was able to see it on Coinbase, but I wasn't able to take it out from Coinbase. Yeah. Remember when I told remember when I told you, I was like, bro, like I got, I started to panic. So I took all my money out of it. <laughs> so I, I had to, I had to like backtrace the steps, had to yeah. from, from there to atomic wallet to wherever I got it from and then take it out from there. Yeah. Um, what what I forget how I did that. I forget exactly how I did that. I don't know. It's been so long, bro. It's been a year. I I I closed that book because I was like, man, this is. Look, I had twelve hundred dollars, y'all. I had twelve hundred dollars. So 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 take this as as a word of advice, okay. Now remember when he told y'all like, make sure you get invested into some you know some some content. You know, go on Twitter, go on you know whatever YouTube, whatever. Learn some things. Don't get yourself hyped up, right? Don't be like, all right, I know everything, you know, because I was in his telegram and, uh, you know, they're talking about all kinds of stuff. And I said, OK, cool. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. But you don't think about the the emotion behind it, the 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 pressure. Right. So take this as a word of advice to not just j jump into this. Right. If you don't really truly have a, a, a true foundation or just extra money that you don't care to lose, um, because it will happen to you. Right. We live in a world where it's like, you know, oh, it ain't gonna happen to me. Right. Same same thing that the lady that was walking down the street. Right. Said, oh, wouldn't nothing happen to me. Next thing you know, she got robbed. Right. Right. She's you know, what I'm saying so literally you got to you got to understand that, you know, 
this stuff is it's serious stuff, right? And you got to take it seriously. You got to learn. You got to invest into it before you hop into into uh, anything really in life. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, that, that's it for today. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to uh, to give Jared a uh, you know a second to to say where you can find him, um, you know, and things like that, because because as you guys can see, he's he's a very good dude. Um, you know, he's one of my best friends that I've that I've had. You know, throughout this entire uh, transition, and even when I played sports, right? It's, it's what I've learned through like after my sport. It's kind of really hard to keep up with friends because. As you as you know, Jared, right? It's kind of like when you establish friends through a sport, you start to maybe, uh, in a way, a little like stray away a little bit because you don't really have anything that you're relating on at that point, right? Right. So it's like you know, we we had what almost 100 kids on our team, yeah. and there's only you and Marcel that I still keep up with to this day. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so I I really uh, really appreciate my friend Jared, you know, for for hopping in here and. And giving you guys this this uh, word of advice and, and information because, you know, somebody's going to learn something from this. And, look, if you get rich from this episode, you better, you know what I'm saying, donate. I got the donation button down below. Make sure you like the video. Um, but, yeah, so, Jerry, where can they find you at, man? Where, where can yeah. they hit you up? No, absolutely. And first and foremost, I wanted to say, you know, just thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I love you, dog. You know, like we go back. We, we go way love back. And, and we got history, man. And, and like you said, man, it, it's tough, right? Like I, I stay in Jersey. You stay, you know, over in, in OH. And this is, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard when you know we go from every day. Like we was roommates for for a minute. Yeah. So it's like you go from every day doing everything together, football. You got forty hours a week dedicated to football, and then after you graduate, like that's it. Like you, the real world is tough. Like the real world is crazy. And like you know, you got life, you got bills, you got girl, or you got kids or whoever whoever the case may be like you got life going on you got family you got issues you got this that the next there's a million things going on so it's hard to to really stay tapped in with people but again yeah. like you know i really appreciate you reaching out to me and and, and having me on the show uh, especially for something like this because this is you know something that you're passionate about it's something that i'm passionate about so you know again i really appreciate that um yeah man but um you know where you can find me is uh you can find me on linkedin linkedin.com slash Jared dash Viant, J-A-R-O-D-V-Y-E-N-T. Um, you can find me on Medium, medium.com slash at Jared Viant, my first and last name. Um, I do a lot of articles on specifically blockchain and really just like generally tech. Um, I come from a software engineering background. Now I'm a solutions consultant and, um, you know, I work in the hospitality industry. Um, I have my blockchain certification. I do a lot of different things. I'm an investor. I'm a writer. I'm working on a book. So, um, you know, follow me. Keep up with me over there. Um, my Instagram is the same. It's uh, at O-S-C-H-M-E-E-Z-Y at Oshmeezy. And, um, yeah, follow me up. Um, and yes, sir. Again, I appreciate what's the it. Book, hey, what's the book called again? Go ahead and drop it so when it drops, you know what I'm saying, they can look out for it. For sure, for sure. So the, so the book is called From Novice to Six-Figure Tech Professional, Your Ultimate Guide to Breaking into the Industry. And um, it's just generally about how you can break into a six-figure role in tech. I work in tech. And, um, you know, I've had a, a tremendous story, so I, I want to share that with people. I want to get that story out there and I want to, you know, encourage people to, to, to let them know, like, you know, it's not um, it's not far fetched to, to get a role in tech. You don't need a degree. You don't need this, that and next. You need to put in the work. 
And uh, if you put in the work, you take six months, you take a year to really lock in and hunker down on, you know, whether it's a course, whether it's YouTube, whether it's grinding it out, um, you know, doing prep for interviews and whatnot, you can do it and uh, you can make a killing in this in this market because tech is a, is a very lucrative place. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll send you the link when when that drops and, um, you know, go go grab up on it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, this ain't gonna be the last time y'all see my dude on here. We're going to be back some sometime. Um, but yeah, make sure y'all hit him up. You know what I'm saying? You guys have any questions or anything at all? He's definitely, um, the, your go-to guy and I don't blow him up too much. He's got things to do, um, <laughs> <laughs> but all right, y'all. I appreciate you, Jared. It's finance Friday, it's the locker room podcast. Make sure y'all tune in until next time. Peace. Okay.